Good to be in his presence, amen. Uh, I kind of want to spend time praying at the end of this service, but I want to say a few things. As we're worshiping God there, it's praising God. I found a tangible presence of God in this place. Uh, you know, it's good when you worship God. He inhabits our praises. So he's with us tonight. Can you say amen in this place? Uh, amen. God is good. I'm, all, I'm really excited uh, for what we're going to do and end up with tonight uh, as we pray for people and things begin to change. Um, so Matthew chapter 26, we're going to read <clears throat> Matthew chapter 26. But to start this, to begin uh, this, uh, um, as I ponder this thought with you, I want to kind of talk about three stories or three um, kind of um, endeavors. The first one is by a company called uh, Rovio Entertainments. Uh, Now, Rovio Entertainments are a software kind of company. What they do is uh, build software or or, um, they build games and so on, uh, or that's what they wanted to do. So they started out um, building and building and building. uh, uh, They released something. It was a complete flop. They scratched that. They released another thing. That was a complete flop. They scratched that and they continued on uh, until they reached their 52nd attempt um, I mean, by like 10 or 12 or 15, some people would have given up, but they continued on to their 52nd attempt. And at this point, with all these flops and all these things not really going well, they almost bankrupted themselves. This was like the last ditch effort. And it was that 52nd attempt that they developed a game called Angry Birds. Um, and that company uh, was offered the company of the year and they was given 683 million euros for Angry Birds. That's number one. Number two, there's a man that had an idea um, to revolutionize the cleaning market. He saw how things were going and um, he wanted to kind of make a change. His uh, idea was something had never been done before. Um, And what he wanted to do was go and create a prototype. So he went to the lab and created a prototype. But the first one failed. The second one failed. The third one failed. That's right, it did fail. That's right, that's happened. It failed and carried on. He carried on building prototypes. They all failed. It came to number 5,126. He created 5,125 prototypes. They all failed. 5,126 was the prototype that James or Sir James Dyson brought out to revolutionate, and it revolutionized the market. This guy failed 5,125 times. And the next one is why he's called Sir James. I'm just called Peter. (laughs) He's called Sir James. James Dyson. Last one. Um, There is a lubricant called WD-40. Anybody heard that before? Uh, And you spray that on things to clean. You spray that on stuff to clean all sorts of stuff. It's called WD-40. The WD stands for water displacement. It's called WD-40 because the 39 trials behind that failed. WD-40 literally stands for 40th attempt. And I say that because in life, 
is we're all going to fail at some point. And what makes it, or what makes the difference is what you do after the failure. So I want to preach a sermon of entitled, You Failure. Come on now. Matthew 26. And we're going to read uh, from verse number 31. And this is Jesus talking to his disciples, his close followers, the ones that was with him, the ones that would ride or die, or so they said. And as he was describing to them, he's getting closer to his time to the cross. He was telling his disciples what's going to happen, what's going to happen to him, how he's going to die. He was telling them what he's going to befall. And he was saying it to his close followers. In, in men's breakfast this morning, we, we found out, listen, Jesus didn't just have 12 followers. He had hundreds of followers. He had innumerable amount of followers, but he had an inner circle that was 12. And even within that circle of 12, he had a, a three uh, that he was close, close within him. God bless you. Thank you. Amen. Um, and, and he's speaking to those people, the people that are in his inner circle, uh, and he's telling them what's going to happen. And this is where we pick it up in Matthew 26, verse number 31. The Bible says, Then Jesus said to them, All of you, how many of them? All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. For what is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I've been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. And Peter answered, God bless him. <laughs> he said, even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. And Jesus said to him, surely I say to you this night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said, listen, bro, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. I want to look firstly with you at uh, the first point is, listen, at some point in our life, we will all come to a failure. At some point, we will all fail. In our text, Jesus said to them, all of you will be made to stumble because of me. All of you. And I say that because we have to come to that realization that in life, we're going to do some things. There's going to be some endeavors. We're going to try and go forward. We're going to try and proceed. This morning, we spoke about remembering Lot's wife and not turning back and just making sure we're looking forward. But as we do that, as we progress through life, we're looking forward, looking to get to the next level, looking to progress. There's going to be something that's going to make us stumble. There's going to be something that we might fail in. And the quicker you come to the realization, the better it is for you to handle that. You need to understand that because you fail doesn't mean that you are a failure. Come on, but people don't understand that. People think that because I failed, that's it for me. Failure or failing means I'm a failure. But we just need to understand that's not what Jesus is saying. He's saying, listen, you're going to come to a place. Sometimes something you're going to do is not going to go well and you're going to be made to stumble. And we need to come to that realization. I don't want to say that that's your lot in life forever. But I want to say if you haven't failed at anything yet, listen, it's coming. You are going to fail at some point, but my sermon doesn't end there. Can you praise God for that? I don't want to leave this place with just the last thing you heard me say is you're going to fail. No, that's the first thing you heard me say. It's not going to be the last thing, but I want to draw a picture. I want us to set a scene right now is that we have to come to a place where we realize we're going to fail. And when you understand that, some people can start to have a fear of failure. You know, my, my daughter, God bless her, 
Uh, Naomi, she was uh, she did her sats in year uh, six, amen. And uh, hope she don't mind me telling this story. I didn't clear it with her this time, but hey, I've got the mic now. It's too late. Um, <laughs> so she was doing uh, her sats, but before they in year six they try and prepare you for the whole year for for your sats exams because they make it like the the the, the biggest thing you're going to be doing in your life. Uh, first thing I had to let her know is that listen, this isn't going to be the biggest thing you're going to do in your life. It's going to be quite much. You're going to forget this in a couple of years. That's the first thing I tried to do, uh, and I tried to let her know, listen, you can do this. Uh, but one of the things she was afraid of was failing. Um, I don't want to fail this. I don't want to get this wrong. Um, but now that she has done sats, God bless her, one of her friends is coming to do sats now as well. Um, and she was saying, listen, don't worry. <laughs> you're not going to fail this. All of a sudden, she's, she's got something. She's got some boldness out of there because she's gone through it and passed and excelled. Amen. Uh, got to, uh, two out of three goals. Amen. Just four marks off of three complete goals. Amen. God bless her. Amen. Amen. I don't know where she got that from. She didn't definitely get that from me. Hey, it must be her mum. Amen. God bless her. Amen. But amen, what the, re- the, the, the point is that she was uh, uh, fearful of failing. And, and why is that? Why do we have this kind of fear of failing? Why do we have uh, this kind of apprehension of failing? If you look, if you scratch the surface, there could be a few reasons. Uh, but if you scratch the surface, uh, it's down to pride. It's down to how it makes us feel. It's down to a failure hits our ego. Because when you fail, you're showing people that you're human. When you fail, you're showing people that you are capable of making mistakes. And that's why in our text, when Jesus said, listen, all of you are going to be made to stumble. Look at Peter's response in verse number 33. Peter answered this, said, listen, even if all these other guys, these half disciples, if they fail, listen, I'm not going to be made to fail. In other words, he's saying, do you know who I am, Jesus? I'm Peter. My name means rock. Did you know that? <laughs> If anybody else, they could all fail, but I'm not going to fail. And what he's displaying, he's displaying his prideful attitude. He's saying, listen, I'm not going to be the one that drops the ball here. I'm not going to be one that trips up. He says, listen, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. He's saying that because if he did fail, oh, it would look so horrible. It would look so painful. It would hit his ego. He's meant to be a top disciple. He's one of the inner three. He's not meant to be seen failing. But we all know in verse number 75 of our text, he actually did deny Jesus. And um, in verse number 75 of Matthew 26, it says, And Peter remembered the word of Jesus, who had said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So he went out and wept bitterly. Why? Because he recognized that he failed. He recognized that he made a mistake. But where I want to camp out in this sermon, where I want to spend some time is uh, one thing that my pastor told me years ago, and it's been etched in my spirit ever since. I will never forget it. He says, Pete, listen, just because you blew it, don't blow it. And think about what he's saying here. He's saying, don't blow it because you blew it. Or don't give up just because you made a mistake. Because the point I want to make is that failing doesn't have to be fatal. 
Failing doesn't have to be the end of your life. Failing doesn't have to be the end of what God has called you to do. Failing doesn't have to discount you from what God has in your life because we serve a God who is able to bring restoration. Can you say amen to that in this place? We serve a God who is able to bring something that is broken and make something brand new. We're able to stand and do something if we recognize, yes, we made a mistake. Yes, we failed, but it doesn't have to be the be all and end all of life. Because there was another disciple who failed, and we understand that. There was another disciple who denied Christ. Another disciple who betrayed Christ, and we know his name was Judas. And this was what happened to Judas in Matthew 27, verse number 5. After he betrayed, after he realized what he'd done, after he realized he failed miserably, verse number 5 says, Then he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. I'm sure you've heard it said before, Peter and Judas did exactly the same thing but they have completely different outcomes. Because one recognized that failure doesn't have to be fatal. But the other thought, listen, I failed and there's nothing I can do. You know, there's restoration in John 21, verse number 15. This is what Jesus said to Peter. He said, so when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, feed my lambs. You've got to understand the amazing grace of Jesus Christ. Here he's speaking to somebody that denied him three times. Not just once, not just twice, but three times. The Bible says he even began to curse and speak, saying and swear, saying, I do not know this man, yet Jesus still gives him a mandate. Jesus still gives him a job to do. Jesus still says, I want you to do something. You are useful to me in my ministry. Listen, that should give us hope tonight that if we've failed at something, if we've made some mistakes in our life, can I say you're not damaged goods that never can be used again. God can still use you in this place. God can build you up and you can have ministry and destiny if we recognize that our failure doesn't happen have to be fatal. So yes, you may have failed. Yes, you may have made some mistakes. But what we need to do is carry on and continue on and trust the God that's able to bring redemption, that's able to bring restoration in the mistakes we've made. I thank God that God doesn't keep record of my failures. You know, sometimes... When I read the Bible, just like Peter, sometimes I say things I wish I could just, just take back. Who's ever been, been there? Said, they said some things you wish you could just take back. You've done some things you wish I can just pull back. I failed. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I wasn't where I was supposed to be. But as long as we realize those failures, yes, it was a blip in a moment of time, but we have destiny ahead of us. We should not throw in the towel to say, I can't be used. You know, there's people not in church tonight because they failed and they think this is it for me. There's people who are not in the will of God because they have made a mistake and thinking, listen, that's it, that's me done. It's over with. There's people who God has destiny for, who they have themselves thrown in the towel saying, Lord, I've made a mistake. I can't do this no more. This is not for me. But I want to say, listen, 
Jesus Christ is in the business of continuing to forgive people from sins. Do you, do you agree with that this place? Jesus Christ is in the business of making something beautiful of something that is broken. And I really had on my heart tonight to speak about this because there could be people carrying failures with them. And now they may show up, they may attend, they may do what's required, but they'll never feel that they can have full potential because of past failures. And as we spoke yesterday, or we spoke, sorry, this morning about not looking back, this has a link to it as well. Failure is in the past, but destiny is in the future. And as we recognize uh, the mistakes we've made do not have to take us off the track, off the path uh, that God has for us, uh, we can stand and do something wonderful for God. If we allow God to change our failures into something we can stand and push on, change our failures to something that will make us stronger, change our failures to something that would bring us destiny, we have to allow God to remove anything that's hindering us so that we can be the men and women that God has called us to be. So if somebody has called you a failure, you can say, listen, that is past tense. Yes, I failed, but there's a future for me. If there's still breath in your lungs, there's a future for you. If there's still uh, uh, energy in you, listen, God has not finished with you. God has not finished your story. He is still writing your story. There is another chapter. The chapter you've just closed might have been full of failures, but there is another chapter. And I want us to be inspired today that whatever we've done, Whatever mistakes we've made, whatever things we've dropped the ball on, there is another opportunity to allow God to move forward. Jesus said all of you would be made to stumble and indeed he was right, they all stumbled. But I thank God that the majority, majority of them stood up and continued on and took the gospel message of Jesus Christ and spread it for all of us that we could be sitting here saved and in our right mind because they recognize they have to continue on. They recognize they have to push on and do what God has called them to do so they have a mission. Listen, we have a mission. God has a mission for your life. God has a destiny and a purpose for your life. Don't let failures take you off the track that God has for you. Now, church, I want to do, I want to spend some time tonight uh, being led by the Spirit to pray for people tonight. So if we've not heard anything tonight, remember that your failures don't have to be fatal. And I want us to bow our heads tonight because I want to pray tonight. And I want to seal some things in prayer this evening. You failed, you feel you failed God. God has called you. You feel you failed him. We're going to pray right now and pray for deliverance right now. So those that raise their hand for those different issues, whatever head is bowed, still here. What I want you to just come. Just come to the front. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to agree. We're going to break some things today. Come, come to the front. If you put those hands up, come. For any one of those issues we pray for, come, come. We're going to pray. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father God. Just come to the front. We're going to pray. Yeah, failure doesn't have to be final. You may have made some mistakes. Yes, that's true, but we're going to bring restoration right now. Come, yeah, come, come, come. Even if you didn't put your hand up, but now you want to come, just come, come, listen, come. Yeah, God is good. God is good. Thank you, Jesus. 
Oh, the Spirit of God is speaking right now. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. There's more coming. There's more coming. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father in heaven, God, we thank you, Lord God. So right now, what we're going to do, we're going to pray. I'm going to lead you in a prayer right now. And as you repeat these words, I want you to speak directly to God. And I want you to mean it with your heart that we can be fully restored. Because like I said, failure doesn't have to be fatal. Oh, as we turn, as we repent, God is faithful and just that he will forgive us. He will restore us. He'll give us things we don't even deserve. He'll make something beautiful, beautiful out of our failures. So at the front right now, just raise your hands, lift your hands to heaven as a surrender to God and say these words. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today and I admit I have failed. I surrender my life to you and I'm asking you right now that in the midst of this failure, God, you can bring something beautiful. God, I repent and I turn away for my past failures. God, and I look to you for the future and destiny that you have for me. I'm praying from this day forward. Help me to do what you've called me to do. Help me to live the life you've called me to live. And I pray all these things in the precious mighty name of Jesus Christ. Come on, let's give him praise right now in this place. Father, thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord God. I'm praying, God, restoration right now. God, we worship you, God. Thank you, Father, God. I'm praying, God, oh Lord, do what only you have come to do, God. I pray restoration right now in the name of Jesus Christ. No more condemnation, God. I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Freedom, oh Father, God. Oh Lord, wisdom, oh Father, God. Lord, oh restoration right now, Lord Jesus. I'm asking, Father, God, Lord, oh seal this word, oh Father. Father God, in their hearts, God, I pray in Jesus' mighty name, God, oh, Father God, bring comfort, Father God, oh, stability, God, I pray in Jesus' mighty name, Father God, we thank you, Lord God, you, oh, Father God, have grace and mercy upon them, oh, Lord, your sons and daughters, God, we thank you, Father God, for all that you are, God, all that you do, God, we thank you, we give you all the praise, all the honour, all the glory in the precious mighty name of Jesus. Jesus Christ. Come on, let's give him praise one more time, church. We thank you, Father God. Oh, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you are. Oh, we bless your holy name, Lord Jesus. Oh, we thank you. You know, there's no one like Jesus. Can you say amen in this place? Because you see, in this world, when you fail, it's marked on you. And it's never going to be forgotten. In anything you look at, look at, look at the credit checks. Oh, you, had, you made a mad mistake? Oh, you had a CCJ? Oh, that's it. You can't get no mortgage, can't get no car, get nothing. You failed. You, 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 you spent some time in prison and you come out, oh, you went to prison, you failed. We can't give you this job. Oh, you did that, you was a part of this. Listen, it's all about if you make a mistake, that's it, you've been marked for life. Oh, but I thank God that the God we serve is not like that. Otherwise, none of us would make it. 
Oh, he's able to wipe the slate clean. He's able then to restore you. He's able to even give you responsibility. And we don't deserve that. But he's able to say, listen, I know you failed, but despite your failures, I'm going to make something beautiful out of your life. Despite what you've done wrong, I'm going to ensure that there is restoration and you are going to inspire others because people may remember your failure and now see you functioning as if you never failed. Oh, I'm so grateful that God has the power to do that. And all the things we spoke about, the relationship, the finances, you feel that you failed God today has been broken in the name of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen in this place? Been broken in the name of Jesus Christ and today you are set free. Today you are going to be the man or woman of God that he's called you to be. Failure is not fatal. You can be what God has called you to be. If only you continue to look forward at what God has for you. Come on, let's give him praise as you find your seats in this place. Thank you, Lord Jesus.